Mattresses of Murder. I'm Cindy. And now I'm Cheyenne. And today I'm going to tell you the story of Sarah Payne. Sarah Payne was eight years old, and she was spending her school vacations at her grandparents' home in, I'm not going to say this right, Kingston Gorse, West Sussex, Sussex England. Um, and, and they had always visited, and I have, there's, she's the cutest thing, and she's the cutest little thing. She's got a little elf knows. look. She's so precious. <laughs> anyway, um, everything was going well and happy, and the grandparents loved the company of the girl, and she had two brothers, Luke and Lee, and a younger sister, five-year-old Charlotte. So on January 1st, 2000, Sarah and her siblings were playing in a cornfield near the grandparents' home. During one of the games, Sarah injured herself and she wanted to go back to her grandparents' house, and her brother Lee decided to accompany her. On the way back, Sarah told her husband, her brother, so she probably wasn't very hurt. She was like, hey, you go on the outside, I'll go around the outside of the cornfield, and then you go around the inside, and then we'll meet. You know, playing a game, just like kids do. And so that's what they did. But at the end of the trail, he didn't find his sister. So he went in and she went around, but he saw a man with a white van who waved at him and smiled. The 13-year-old was completely panicked and he ran to his grandparents' house. What he did not notice was that minutes earlier, Lee William Whiting had been watching them. And when they were playing, when she separated... Um, he snatched her, threw her in, the, in the, his van. Oh, my God. Intensive searches were conducted for the first 48 hours. Volunteers and family everywhere patrolled the entire region. Of course, it sounds country because there's corn, which I didn't even know they grew that in England, so groovy. <laughs> um, but they were trying to find any kind of idea where she would be, yeah. where she could have went. Sarah's parents appeared on television, news programs. They were pleading for the life of their daughter to bring her back. And it, and it, you know, of course, was horrible, as it always is. Was the kid able to kind of, like, describe what the guy looked like? Well, I got the impression from everything that I read that he was kind of far away. Like, he was a white guy, but, I mean, you couldn't really, not close enough to know. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. So, Roy Whiting was the guy. And he was 41 years old. He was born in Horsham. Uh, 1959 and lived most of his life in Crawley and I know I'm saying all those things wrong so for my people from England I'm sorry I'm a Billy um, he had five siblings three who died during childhood and a younger brother and an older sister who became adults he had no academic background he never worked for any length of time um, in 1995 he was arrested for kidnapping and sexually abusing a nine-year-old girl and he was sentenced to four years in prison four years well, it's different in England. Okay. <laughs> um, and they do try to rehabilitate him. I just don't think you can rehabilitate people like that. During his time in prison, Roy's psychiatrist stated that he would probably commit crimes again because, and that these could become even more serious, and that's exactly what happened. So the psychiatrist said, I wouldn't let him out. He's not going to do better. Um, but the psychiatric report did not prevent Roy from being released after serving two years and five months. Jesus Christ. He was one of the first people to go in Britain to go on a sex offenders list. That's crazy. Roy was first to, forced to serve another five months in prison before being released for refusing to undergo a rehabilitation course for sex offenders. So he wouldn't even try. Like, imagine, he was like, no. Imagine being so bad that the whole country is just like, yeah, now we have to start a whole sex offender registry because of you. Said, yeah. <laughs> so the day after Sarah's disappearance, the police searched records of all residents in the area and any with convictions for crimes against children. And because of Roy's apartment 
And because of this, Roy's apartment was searched the next day. He denied any involvement, but a receipt from a gas station found on his living room table said that he was in the area. So due to the experience of the officers, they decided to tie the evidence to the investigation. However, at this point, it was not possible to link him because yeah. she's just missing at this yeah, point. no body or nothing. On July <clears throat> 17th, about 34-minute drive from where Sarah disappeared, a local farmer found her body in a very advanced stage of decomposition. This little girl looks like a little elf. She is the cutest <laughs> little fucking thing. No button nose. Yeah. The cause of death was described as asphyxiation by strangulation, and she had been sexually assaulted, possibly while she was still alive, due to the bruises on her body. So you don't bruise if you're dead. Yeah. Well, you do, but the type of bruise is different. Um, because the blood doesn't move anymore. Yeah. So, upon seeing the report about Sarah's death on the news, a woman called the police and reported that she had seen a black child's shoe, a black child's shoe, so it was black from where the body was found, that she was collected and later identified to be the ones that she was wearing. DNA tests are done in Roy's van on July 23rd. Um, he, he had stole a car in Crawley and was pursued by the police before crashing the parked vehicle into a parked vehicle. He was arrested on charges of dangerous driving and remained in custody until September 27th. So they want to keep him two months yeah. when he admitted to the crime of driving recklessly. <laughs> After Roy began prison sentence for 22 months for driving recklessly and stealing a car. That's almost more than he got Detectives, I know, right, <laughs> conducted forensic tests on his white 1998 van. A strand of blonde hair belonging to the victim was found on a t-shirt in the trunk of the vehicle. So they mean boot. I guess they mean the back of the van because there isn't a trunk. But on February 6, 2021, after an extensive police investigation, Roy Whiting was charged with kidnapping and murder. Good deal. His trial began November 14th, so I don't fuck around there anyway. <laughs> the jury heard from several witnesses, the main ones including Sarah's older brother, who saw the slovenly-looking man with yellow teeth driving near Sarah, where Sarah Payne disappeared. Yeah. The testimony of two people, he didn't, I guess, 100% identify him, but he was like, yeah, you know, that could yeah. definitely be him, who reported seeing a white van parked at the side of the road where Sarah Payne's body was later found. And on December 12, 2001, after a four-week trial... Roy Whiting was convicted of the kidnapping and murder of Sarah Payne and sentenced to life in prison with parole after 40 years. So he'd be 81. On August 4, 2002, Roy was attacked with a razor by another prisoner <laughs> while fetching hot water from a faucet. And on 2000, in July 2011, he was attacked again, this time a stab wound to the eye. Yeah. The third attack on the criminal occurred on November 8, 2018, where he was stabbed by two other prisoners in his cell. He was taken to the hospital for treatment, returned to prison shortly thereafter in stable condition. Roy is in prison to this day, and I hope they still keep stabbing him. <laughs> stab, stab, stabby, McStab. <laughs> really like it when you uh, sexually assault children and murder them she yeah. was eight you know Roy's in prison to this day and he is serving his sentence in West Yorkshire England so good for her good mm -hmm. for the prisoners not her good for the prisoners <laughs> good for him 
Well, he's a piece of shit. Um, so he's one eye down now. Anyway, <laughs> he's Maybe been gut he stabbed a few times. I mean, it's gonna be hard for him to locate another child. Well, eighty-one, he, he ain't likely to get out. I mean, Probably if he was, he'd time. be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they if the stabby makes stabby, stay with it, which I hope they do. You know, like an annual thing. Hey guys, it's July thirteenth. So, let's go. So who's stabbing Roy today? <laughs> who got who drove it? I mean, I know violence is wrong, but goddamn, like people like that. I, I don't. You know it's kind of bad when they, like, continuously have to do that. <laughs> and they kept doing it. They were dedicated prisoners. Fuck on. Because I hope somebody's their pen pal and making them feel good about themselves because that's what they need. They're, They're probably poor. in there for the rest of their life for murder or something. They're like, what are we going to lose? Really? A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people, it's like that. It's like, mm, no, we're already in, so let's just roll with it. But anyway, all the bad people. That's my story. Um, for today, for this, I have another kind of shorter one that I'll share in just a moment so the next story that i have for you crime murder is the story of sarah turney the her hat saw her half sister so may 17 2001 was the last day sarah turney saw her half sister Alyssa, alive for years all kinds of things have been said about Alyssa. most people have said well she'll come back she was 17 years old most people thought she ran away um and and she, Sarah, discovered that the one person she had spent years protecting was actually the one she should have feared the most. So, strangely enough, Alyssa's disappearance didn't faze Sarah much at first. A high schooler would talk openly about her desire to run away, so when she vanished, and that May morning, 12-year-old Sarah wasn't surprised, and neither was anybody else, because yeah. she was always going to run away. So they were like, well, she's going to run away. In fact, Sarah even spotted a note in Alyssa's bedroom that reportedly confirmed that she was heading to California. It still hurt not to have her around, but she was assured that her sister was safe and chasing her dreams and that she'd come back. So, I wasn't worried, Sarah told people about her impression with Alyssa. I knew she'd be back. I didn't think she was gone forever. Nothing like that crossed my mind. After after all, Sarah had already seen enough tragedy for a lifetime. Um, Her mother had died. When Sarah had been four years old, her mother, Barbara, died from lung cancer. And the Turney family vowed to stick together through the tragic loss. Alyssa's disappearance, however, this this didn't you know they didn't stick together because obviously sarah ran off that's because before long strangers and friends alike began accusing sarah's father and Alyssa's stepfather michael yes the man was accused of having a hand in his stepdaughter's disappearance so people were talking yeah about her father which was Alyssa's stepfather which he was still raising her do you, do you follow me yeah so, but Sarah was quick to defend him. After all, what kind of person would do harm to their kid? Yeah, he would think. And even though it was his stepdaughter, he kept her after the mom died. So, Sarah's confident that <clears throat> Michael Standing as a former sheriff's deputy helped shift some of the suspicion. But even fellow officers, officers sometimes felt like he was not right. Hmm. The man insisted that he had no idea what happened to his stepdaughter and was sure that she would turn back up. For starters, Michael told police he got lunch with Alyssa on the day she vanished. Apparently, though, he had eventually dropped her off back home when the two got into a fight. Michael claimed that, fuming from their fight, Alyssa then ran off to stay with an aunt who lived in California. But when police contacted the aunt, she said that her niece had never showed up. Hmm. Suspicious. 
A week later, Michael reached out to the police again, telling them that Alyssa had contacted him from a payphone in Riverside, California, and before the officer could ask him any follow-up questions, he quickly hung up. Uh, that's not weird at all. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> weird for a grieving father. You want to give only what you want to give, and you don't want to answer any questions, you know. Mm-hmm. With no formal evidence against Michael, though, the police began pursuing other leads. And those two failed to turn up Alyssa. So frustrated, Sarah decided there was no point in waiting around any longer. Because, see, by now, she's grown up. Yeah. I mean, she's not a baby anymore. So Sarah became her own private eye, creating a website dedicated to finding justice for her half-sister and searching for answers in any way she could. But time and time again, they seemed to add more weight to her father. Maybe her father had done something to her sister after all. Yeah. In her late 20s, following years of investigation, Sarah finally realized who that her father was, in fact, capable of murdering her. For me, it was kind of like a switch. But if she was going to prove Michael's guilt, she knew she couldn't do it alone. So she hired a private investigator, and she started a podcast called Voices for Justice, and she began making TikToks. To bring it to bring it out, you know, talking oh, about her sister. Yeah, so she went. I don't think that when she made all those, she was blaming her dad, but to try to set things in motion, yeah. you know. In a disturbing home video snippet from 1997, Alyssa can clearly be heard telling Sarah that dad is a pervert. Great, love that. Authorities were quick to follow up these claims with some of Alyssa's friends, who revealed the sickening truth. Mm, Alyssa's friend alleged that Michael had verbally and sexually abused her for years. Finally, officers decided it was time to seek a search warrant. It's weird that he didn't abuse his own daughter, but that was his blood daughter, so that may not that may be why. And what they found inside Michael's home was far more sinister than they'd ever expected. Gross. Along with dozens of homemade bombs, officers discovered a 97-page manifesto. Featuring a plot to commit mass murder at the headquarters of a local electrical union. Jesus, he's like so, a terrorist. Yes, and he was an electrician. <laughs> he was convicted of possession, unregistered destructive devices, and spent seven years behind balls, bars, oh. balls. But for Sarah, that wasn't enough. So following her father's release, Sarah only continued to press onward with her mission, and she led the police to even more incriminating evidence. Officers discovered that Michael had actually put up surveillance cameras in the house when Alyssa lived there. He also monitored all the calls going in and out of the home. So he'd set up a wiring system, probably in a garage, where he could sit and listen to record everything. wonder if he still has the tapes from when she lived there. I don't know, but perhaps the worst discovery of all was the number of homemade contracts between Michael and Alyssa. One from 1999 that claimed Michael had never molested her. After years of uncertainty, law enforcement and Sarah finally had all they needed. On August 19, 2020, 72-year-old Michael Turney was charged with one count of second-degree murder and the case was set to go to trial sometime in 2021. But just like always, Michael maintained he was innocent. Of course, he's still in prison for being a guy that wants to blow up the electrical (laughs) union. The authorities believe, however, Michael was obsessed with his stepdaughter. And close relatives claimed that he treated her far different than the other children, even Sarah. He also confessed to spying on Alyssa while he was at work. You're gross. As for Sarah, he believes that Alyssa... She believes that Alyssa will soon have justice, so I'm sure that a lot of this has slowed down due to 
good old COVID, um, Sarah discovered that, like her sister, Rosalind McGinnis was trapped in an unthinkable situation. And again, Rosalind's family that inflicted gruesome crimes on her. So she is now trying to solve other people's tragedy, like this little girl, Rosalind McGinnis, who was also molested by her own people. Um... By this guy. They never found... They got her dad in prison. They've never found her body. Nope. So for all we know, maybe she'll end up on one of those things um, like where they find you so many years later and you've actually been alive this whole time just hiding. You don't really think that's true, do you? No, I just like to keep hope. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's the case. They found so much, I think they probably got him dead to it, you know? I'm going to see if there's any updates if he ever went to trial. I feel like that Rosalind name sounds familiar. Rosalind McGinley. So she has her own YouTube, and she has her own trying to solve crimes. So maybe... um, So I'm trying to see if he was found guilty for killing his daughter. You know, he went to prison until 2017 um, for trying to blow up the electrical union. So that's weird. But, (laughs) I mean, he's got a lot going on there. You know, she's defending him all this time. And, like, I, you know, but I know you see your dad different than other people see your dad because other people were already, like, you know. So he's still been charged. But he has not been. He's due back in court. But he has not. I'm surprised he hasn't croaked yet. You said he was 70-something. 72, yeah. <laughs> you know, I always hate when they get him so old. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, and now they think they might have found her bones. They're still, they have to do the testing. So we're still waiting on that, but that was my little short one. You know, when your stepdad, when your mother dies and your stepdad keeps you just because he's a creep. Um, But I don't know. It was just sad and terrible. I agree. So that's Michael Turney, piece of shit, who killed (laughs) Alyssa. And, uh, you know, there's that. But kudos to Sarah Turney for... Looking out for her sister. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Now the Lord to do his work. That motherfucker out. Be a good day. So we're done. And we hope to catch you next time. Catch you on the flip side.